Fire Nation in the house, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1499 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneur seven days a week. And I have created quick and powerful tutorials on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook Live, and more over at skillsonfire.com. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Ravenal Chambers. Ravenal, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Ravenall is born in Dublin, Ireland, where he wanted to be a stockbroker as a teenager. He never lost that drive or ambition, but directed it towards social impact and making a difference. He's the founder of the multi-award-winning creative video agency, Be Inspired Films, and the video training company, Video Know-How Academy. Ravenall, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Cool. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I live in the UK in Birmingham, which is just a couple of hours north of London. Uh, I've got two little boys, five and two, live opposite from some lovely woods, which I like to go in to walk and clear my head. Nice. Um, my whole day-to-day business is all about helping uh, good stories from cool organizations that are doing amazing things in the world, um, s- s- amplify them, if you like, and help more people be inspired to also be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. Well, Ravenal, we're going to be diving into your journey. Maybe you're going to be taking us on some virtual walks through your woods to kind of see how you unpack your mind. But first and foremost, break down what you consider your area of expertise. Kind of break that down for us and then give us, Fire Nation, one value bomb, a unique value bomb that we probably don't know, but that we should. My area of expertise is in impact. So it's how to help organizations um, explain or bring to life the difference they make. And so whether that's in business, uh, whether it's for nonprofits, so I'd say impact and storytelling, how to um, bring your audience with you uh, through storytelling to really get them inspired about what you're doing in the world. I'd say that's my my, my, my main area of impact. And I would say uh, the value bomb I'd like to give you guys is that relationship videos are now more important than showcase videos. So I'll kind of unpack that a bit. So basically, it used to always be that showcase videos were the thing that, you know, businesses and organizations would budget for and therefore would make. You know, they'd make a fancy video maybe once or twice a year if they were lucky. And it would there would be a lot of time going into it, probably a lot of money, hiring a professional company, and it would go on there and you'd sort of impress people and have a bit of a splash and then it would probably fizzle out. Well, I kind of, uh, the analogy I use is like, that's like inviting someone over for dinner to your house. You kind of put a lot of thought into it. It only happens now and then by the time you're both able to get it together to sort of match up your diaries. However, relationship videos are kind of like grabbing a coffee with someone. You can do it as many times as you like, as long as you kind of turn up and and have a bit of a laugh. You don't have to put too much thought into it, (laughs) but it's kind of, um, it's a way of building the relationship. So I think we need these videos to be much more regular. They don't have to be such high production values. They do have to be good content and they do have to be aimed at your audience. But I think they're, the great news is that they're a lot easier and cheaper to make. Uh, the challenge is, of course, that they're going to take your time and you know they, they need a good strategy around them so that they're actually delivering value and building the kind of relationship that you want. So I would say, yes, relationship videos are now more important than just those one-a-year showcase videos. I love this feedback here, Fire Nation, because I have just seen with Snapchat and with Instagram stories and even with Instagram just increasing the video size to now a minute, there's so much that you can do in a short unproduced kind of, and by unproduced, I just mean, you know, not a ton of forethought, like just 
grab your camera because your your phone and just say, hey, this is something that I'm thinking about right now. There should be value there. It should be quick. It should be concise. It should be to the point, but it doesn't have to be with like lighting and hair and makeup and, and, and totally. lines and this yeah. and that. It just has to be you truly authentic, really trying to deliver value or maybe a laugh. Laugh is valuable. You know, one of those things depends yeah. on what you're trying to get over and that is key and the opportunity is right there at your fingertips in the form of your smartphone, Fire Nation. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I also think about it sometimes. It's like, you know, people think when they're making videos, one of the things that stops them from making videos is they want to be perfect. So perfect just leads to procrastination, right? So I think like you say, if you can get it out there, it doesn't even matter if people don't watch all of the video <laughs> or the videos, because what it's doing, if you think about it, its purpose is to build a relationship. If you're on your way to work every day on the same route and you see a guy or a girl or whatever, and they're nicely dressed, you notice them. You don't have time to stop and talk to them, but they're building up a perception in your mind. And over a period of time, if you then did speak to them, you've already kind of got quite a picture. So if you're putting out regular videos and they're good and people are even just watching bits of them, you're still building that relationship. So it's, it's still valuable. Perfect leads to procrastination. First value bomb quote, Fire Nation. Just absorb that. Now let's kind of shift a little bit, Ravenal, and move towards what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Like I want to know what your worst moment was that you've had in business to date. Take us there. Tell us that story. For a number of years, it was the same moment uh, every year at the same time. So <laughs> it was basically um, trying to do everything myself and trying to be perfect. So 7 a.m., I've been up all night. I've been up all the day before. I've probably got a whole day of work ahead of me. I've got to try and get the end of year accounts done and into my accountant probably for 9, 9.30. I've not slept at all. <laughs> I've been kind of going round and round in circles. It's been taking me forever, even though I thought maybe I'd do it in a couple of hours. It's very frustrating. I'm a perfectionist, so I'm, I'm kind of going through every tiny little detail, won't let it go, absolutely exhausted, stretched out to the max, real, you know, just just a disaster really if you like so the 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 pain of it is is that i'm thinking i got to do it myself can't trust anyone else to do it um perfectionist want to make sure every little thing is perfect so essentially i'm trying to be everything and, and all things when it's not my my strength and it's really hurting me i get it done not a an entire disaster but the thing is is that it's really uh stretching me in 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 so many directions it's burning me out i'm getting uh, fatigued. I'm not able to focus my energies on the things that I'm actually better at or that I'm more in flow at. And therefore, my business is suffering. I'm suffering because I'm sort of stressed out. My business is suffering because I'm the bottleneck. I'm not actually asking for help. I'm trying to do everything on my own. So I'm, I'm kind of going to be limited by a certain plateau of the things I can get done uh, in, in the time that I have on my own. And also, uh, it's taking me a lot longer than it would someone else. Because I'm trying to, you know, I'm not the expert in that, in that area. So you said that this kind of thing happens or seems to happen multiple times, you know, it seems like the same time every year, whatever it might be. Like, what are the lessons that you're pulling out of this? Like, what do you want to make sure that our listeners get from your worst moment so that we can avoid it? I think the first thing is, is that, you know, you don't, you shouldn't feel uh, that it's a weakness to ask for help. Number one, big one. Um, you know, second one is, you know, if you are going to do it yourself, like 90% is good enough because you're going to give it to the accountant anyway. They'll iron out the details. Um, third one is when you actually do ask for help, people often really want to help you. It's, it's, so they say vulnerability is, feels weak on the inside, but actually looks very strong on the outside. 
So people often, if you do ask for help, are really happy to help you. Forget about asking for help. If it, in this instance, it's about like going to an expert, someone who's way better than you are, even if there's a cost associated with that, that cost, whatever it is, you've got to weigh it up. If that frees up your time in your business and gets rid of that stress for you, then uh, with that time, what you can do with it, like when I go and have a meeting, say in London, it might be a one hour meeting, that could be a 10,000 pound sale. So if I'm, you know, stressed out in all these kind of back office things, thinking I'm, I can't afford to hire someone in to do it, then I'm really uh, missing a trick, if you like. There's a couple of things I want to really hone in on here, Fire Nation. Number one, let's go back to that first quote, perfect leads to procrastination. Please remember that. The number two quote that he just shared was 90% is enough. It really is. Just get it done to the point that you need to get it done and then hand it off to whoever you're handing it off to and let them bring it home. And I love this final quote, and I've seen this come true in my world so often. Vulnerability feels weak on the inside, but it looks strong to the outside. And it is. I mean, Fire Nation, like I wanted to just have this perfect facade for the first, you know, one, two, three years of my business with EOFire. I don't want there to be any um or ah or anything in the podcast episodes. And People, they don't want that. They don't want perfection. And and that just is, you're doing that because you feel vulnerable because you think it makes you look weak. But no, it actually makes you feel strong because they're like, wow, that person is confident enough to show their vulnerability, to share their vulnerability, to be transparent, to be out there, to be open, to be genuine, all of these things. So do that. Vulnerability feels weak, Fire Nation, but believe me, it looks strong. So do what looks strong and just be vulnerable. And then believe me, you'll stop feeling weak on the inside because you'll be like, wow, this vulnerability that I'm actually sharing is actually making me feel stronger on the inside as well. So what I want to shift to, Ravenal, now is another moment in time and really take us to that moment of what you consider one of your greatest aha moments to date and how you turned that idea into success. In 2007, I went back to university and I did an MBA. And um, I had had a career, you know, which spanned many different things. And I was kind of trying to bring it all together. So I did an MBA. And there's that sense of, you know, thinking that maybe it's like a golden ticket. You know, you pay a lot of money, you go to a business school, you think this is going to like transform my career and it's all going to be cool from here on in. Um, I went back out to the job market and uh, I wasn't really uh, finding things that I really gelled with me or when I did, I was putting all my hopes on it and then, you know, it wasn't really working out. I was feeling quite demoralized. And so I really started to try to reconnect with what was important to me. And I figured out I really want to do something that makes a difference in the world, a positive difference in the world. And I thought back across uh, what I'd done. And I realized that in 1995, I was living in East Africa and I was running some orphanages there and I'd made a film. Now, it hadn't dawned on me at the time that this was anything significant. I just made a film because I wanted to show people what we were doing there to raise money, to get uh, you know support. And it was, it was successful in that regard. And again, I uh, made a film in 2003. I was running mentoring programs for kids that were at risk of getting kicked out of education. And again, it was to try and get people on board to, to engage people with what we were doing and get further support. And again, it was successful. Both of those things I didn't really think as noteworthy at the time, but it was looking back and trying to see the patterns. And so I noticed this pattern. And I also then noticed the trend at the time, which was, you know, YouTube had started, uh, video, uh, making your own videos was so much more accessible and so much more affordable. And so I thought, okay, let me look at these different things, the trends, the patterns, what I'm passionate about. And I brought these things together 
And I had this aha moment when I realized, you know what I should do? I should actually start a video production company that is specializes in helping organizations that are trying to make a difference in the world. Um, and it was just a sort of aligning of all those things. And when I realized that, I was like, wow. And then I put it out into the market and very quickly there was a lot of interest and I got it really, it was like uh, getting a, a bite when you're fishing. You know, it really, uh, I got the feedback from it that yes, this is actually something of the moment and it's something to go with. Fire Nation, look back to see the patterns of your past. Like don't just keep your eyes going forward, seeing what's coming next. Take a step back, give yourself some space, give yourself some opportunity to breathe and reflect and look at those patterns from your past. See which patterns brought you joy. See which ones brought you despair. You can then identify those, evaluate, and you can say, hey, I'm going to plan my future accordingly. And guess what? Things change. So, you know, what brought you joy five years ago might not bring you joy today, but guess what? It also might. So give it an opportunity to give it a swing, give it a try, and then plan your future accordingly. You know, we that, that quote that I love is that men and women, you know, who ignore uh, history in the past are doomed to repeat it. Well, that's just being cognizant. That's just being aware of what worked in your past and what didn't. And don't repeat the mistakes, but maybe do repeat the successes because maybe you're not doing that either. So that's my big takeaway. What do you want Fire Nation, Ravenel, to really take away from your aha moment? In just one sentence. Don't be afraid to break away from convention from the way that you think you should do it. So I was thinking, you know, I need to get a job. I've just done an MBA. If you come to a wall and you can't get through it or over it, don't be afraid to go around it because I think it's when you break with convention and start to look at it in a different way that that's when you're probably onto something. I just got my MBA. I must now get a job. Fire Nation, that is the sunk cost fallacy. That means what you did yesterday is going to dictate your future. It doesn't have to. It can, but it doesn't have to. You know, I committed and went to law school. I didn't say, okay, now I'm going to be committed to being a lawyer for the rest of my life. I hated it. I quit after one semester. I wasn't going to let the sunk cost fallacy rule my life. You shouldn't either, Fire Nation. Don't let that sunk cost fallacy run your life. Wake up every morning and live for today and say, what do I want to do going forward from what I know from the past, but I'm not going to be chained to my decisions from the past if they weren't good ones for any number of reasons. I mean, sometimes we make decisions when we're young, when we don't know what we're doing, and it's just not something that should dictate your life. Now, Ravana, what is the one thing that has you most fired up today? So today, when we're recording this, is a Monday. This Friday, I am off to India uh, to shoot a documentary. I'm so excited so about this. Cool. I've been, yeah. I was in a Bollywood film, by the way. Really? Yeah. What was your part? Well, I was a very much an extra, but it was in back in 2009. It was called Yuv Raj. It was with Katrina Kaif and Shah Rukh Khan, who were like two of the bigger oh, actors. Big. Yeah. yeah, they're huge in Bollywood. But I digress. Sorry. So back to you, Ravana. No worries. No worries. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a famous Bollywood actor in this story as well. <laughs> cool. So bas basically, um, I'm off to shoot a documentary, uh, which is like a road movie with a purpose. So essentially, I'm going to be driving 1,800 kilometers wow. from Mumbai all the way down the west coast of India to a place called Kanyakumari, which is basically at the very southern tip of India. And I'm going to be doing it in a tuk-tuk, which is basically like an auto rickshaw, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a glorified lawnmower, basically. <laughs> um, and um, I'm doing it as part of a challenge, you know, raising money for charity that is educating girls in India in poor villages. So along the way, 
I'm going to be shooting this documentary, which is basically my personal journey exploring through the people I meet along the way and also some academics and people who are working on the ground in this area to really understand why is it that in, a, in the age that we live in with so much opportunity in a land like India, which has this incredible rich cultural heritage, why still are so many girls still not able to get a basic education? Mm. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's something that I've put off for a long time. Although my work is around helping organizations tell films, tell their stories. I've wanted to do my own stories and make my own films as well. And I've put it off under the guise of being too busy. Actually, I was afraid. Now I'm ready. I'm going for it. And I'm, that makes me so filled with wow. it. There's a lot of things here that get me fired up, Fire Nation. I mean, number one, I mean, how cool is Ravanov's story here? I mean, this is all because he refused to be chained by his past decisions. And now he's going to be going off on an adventure of a lifetime, not waking up and dragging himself half asleep, zombie-like to some cubicle to just start staring at a spreadsheet all day long. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, this is the opportunities that lie before us entrepreneurs. He, he admitted he was scared, but, you know, he's embracing that fear and he's moving forward and he's ready. And he's ready to do that. And, you know, having spent myself, Ravanel, four months in India and really experiencing a lot, I can tell you, you're going to get a lot deeper of an answer, I know, and probably a lot of different reasons and answers to your question about, you know, why can't women um, get mm. the education that they should. But one thing I can say is it, it ties in with the theme of what we've been talking about today is because of past prejudices. You know, people let themselves be ruled by the past. And, you know, that's just was the case for so many generations upon generations. And there's actually a great show on, it's Amazon right now. Yes, it's on Amazon, which you should probably watch, Ravanel, if you haven't yet. Uh -huh. It's called Indian Summers. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. Indian Summers, about way back in the, I think it was early 1900s when this took place, but it was during the British rule of India and just the prejudices that happened because of British rule, but there were also that were in place before that and that now still exists afterwards. Really fascinating mm -hmm. stuff. So where are we going to be able to find out um, when your film goes live after this whole journey of yours is over? Like where can we go to kind of keep tabs on that? When it's finished, it, I'm going to try and get it a, a sort of a cinematic release here in the UK and who knows, it, maybe it'll be on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. But for right now, to follow the journey, you can follow uh, as I'm going to be posting regular videos and posts on Facebook. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash street philosophers, street philosophers, you'll find the page there and you can check it out and love to you know get involved. If you've got any ideas or comments or opinions, throw them in. Love that. And of course, we'll link that up in the show notes. And of course, Fire Nation, we're going to crush the lightning round, but take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. While many of our virtual team members here at EO Fire are based in the Philippines, we recently decided to hire one in our own backyard, Puerto Rico. So who do we turn to to find quality candidates fast? ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. The best part, once candidates start rolling in, there's no juggling emails or calls. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. You can also find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and qualified candidates will start to roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by visiting Zip recruiter.com slash fire that's zip recruiter.com slash fire and one more time fire nation try it free at zip recruiter.com slash fire 
investing. It's that big, scary word that most people shy away from because it sounds like too much work. But what if you had a platform that was simple to understand, easy to manage, and inexpensive? If you're looking for an online broker who will let you customize and automate your investments, then M1 Finance is one to check out. You control what percent of your money goes into various stocks and ETFs, and then M1 does all the work to enact your plan. You get all that with no commissions, just a low 0.35 annual fee. Get started with as little as $100 today. Visit M1 finance.com slash fire and our friends there will give you six months of service for free you get custom portfolios automated rebalancing fractional shares no commission and for six months you get it all for free that's m1 finance.com slash fire m1 finance is a registered broker dealer member finra and sipc Ravenal, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. Like I said a minute ago, I'm going to keep the answers probably quite short. Fear. What is the best advice you've ever received? It's all temporary. And I mean that at least in terms of the, the material things. It's all temporary. You know, if things don't go quite right, don't worry. It's to everything, all things must pass. What is the personal habit that contributes to your success? I'm always trying to do my best to connect or align what I'm doing with purpose, with my why. And I think that's what keeps me uh, have my inner inspiration and motivation and drive. Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. I use Zero and Receipt Bank for my accounting. And it's uh, back to my story earlier. It's really helped me to streamline that and make my time much more effective. If you could recommend just one book, what would it be and why? I'm going to recommend Bhagavad Gita, as it is, uh, by A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. It's uh, an ancient Indian uh, wisdom text, and it's all about a story uh, about a warrior on the battlefield who doesn't want to fight. And he's got loads of excuses why he doesn't want to do it. And then he's given advice by Krishna, and he tells him loads of things that get him to stand up and fight. Wow. Well, Fire Nation, don't try to spell that while you're driving. We'll have everything linked <laughs> up in the show notes. And Ravanal, let's end today on Fire Brother with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Fantastic. So my, my parting piece of guidance is stand up and fight. Um, if you're not there yet, work at what's stopping you and work on it. For me, especially I can speak about this right now in this moment as I'm about to do it myself and go out to India and make this documentary. Uh, standing up and fighting, the exhilaration of actually going for it, and I mean really going for it, is such a life-affirming feeling, win or lose, so go for it. And the best way we can connect with you? Best way you can connect with me uh, is if you're on Twitter or Facebook, they're both just forward slash Be Inspired Films. Um, as I said, the documentary, you can follow on forward slash Street Philosophers. I'm going to do a little uh, offer here as well. Uh, for, our, for, for you for your listeners. So if you're excited about using video, you want to be able to create regular videos, relationship videos, use it to really engage your audience and actually demonstrate your value and obviously get new customers or supporters, then uh, we currently do uh, training, in-person training here in the UK through our, uh, also run a company called Video Know How Academy. And that training is around £2,000 uh, for a two-day masterclass and some online support. I'm going to turn this training into an online training within the next couple of months. So the first five listeners who email me at hello at beinspiredfilms.com will get free access to that online training. And the next five after that uh, will get it for 50% discount. So um, yeah, if you're, if you're interested, drop me an email at hello at beinspiredfilms.com. 
and uh, I'll get that going your way. Wow. Fire Nation, take action on that because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you've been hanging out with RC and JLD today. So keep up the heat <laughs> and head over to eofire.com. Just type Ravenal or Chambers. That might be easier. Chambers in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore and links to everything again that's going to get you to where you need to be Fire Nation within this interview. I'm going to go over a couple right Right now, that's facebook.com slash street philosophers if you want to follow Ravenal's incredible journey coming up. And if you want to be one of the first five to email and, and get, uh, get free access to this 2,000 pound, we're not even talking dollar, we're talking 2,000 pound course, hello at beinspiredfilms.com. And then the next five, so number six through 10, are going to get it for 50% off. Did I get all of that right, Ravenal? Absolutely. Very yeah, impressed. Thank you. Well, Ravenal, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Been a real pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Ravenal today. And if you are ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Find qualified candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire.